0: Welcome, Mr. Taylor, to the Lotus Flower Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Doc. How you doing today? Thanks for having me, everybody. How you I doing, am doing there?
0: very well. Doing very well, and I'm so excited that we made this happen. We've been yes, trying to connect yes. over the last probably year. We've been trying to connect, and Amen. uh had some life life things happen, and uh, we have gotten navigating life as life happens on life terms.
1: Amen. And I'm
0: so Thankful that you're here. Yes. I wanted to start off asking you tonight if you could tell us a little bit about your background as you embarked upon the journey of becoming an entrepreneur.
1: Um, so really quick, um, it started off as far as me starting a business, Classic Kid. Um, I started around, what, 2014. I was in the last year as a of my business program at Mass at wester um, yes and i remember going to a birthday party here one of my um friends who stayed in california at the time i went to one of his little cousin birthday parties and it was just it was just it was just the basic standard birthday party like they mm-hmm. had balloons cake um they played games they water balloons and that was it um mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, everybody said, hey, I'm tired of going to Chuck E. Cheese. We do that all the time. So right there at Click, I said, I love kids. I've always been passionate about kids. So I said, hey, let me see what can I do to bring a different twist to the birthday scene. You know, and Kalamazoo wasn't so urban like Detroit. It's not a big city. So um, mm-hmm. it was a couple of party planners in Detroit that was doing stuff. So I kind of took that and put added my own twist to it, put a spin on it, um, and made it better and brought it to Kalamazoo. Um, and I started off with like two, two um, character, looking like character mascots, some balloons. Um, I had a couple of pe- people teach me how to make up balloon animals. And uh, mm-hmm. we did like airbrush tattoos, had a little DJ station, and it took off. Wildfire. Oh, my. Just went through Kalamazoo um, like never before. And from there on out, we grew the business where we started adding on bounce houses, um, um, snow cone machines uh we did the, we ended up doing a game bus we did the spa bus uh, we mm-hmm. just started we got a lot of more characters um we did giant slides combo slides so we just ended up just ramping it up um start adding all the carnival theme um the, the cotton candy and all that and just it just took off so um happy to say we ten we we hit 10 years now uh, oh well, Next year it'll be 10 years so we survived COVID. um that was a struggle mm-hmm um you know we're getting over that hump from the kids businesses and everything just you know coming through that so um that's kind of how I got into it I talked to my professor in 2014 uh we did up a business plan I was already a business uh major so I knew how to do business plan, and we looked over it um uh, mm-hmm. business uh, development center at Western and it took off I got all the paperwork you know when I got my LLC my DBA Took off hitting the ground running, you know. So, yes. um, end mm-hmm. up selling a car, sold mm-hmm. a car because you know, I was talking to people and a lot of people just didn't believe in it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, don't let nobody deter you from your dream. So, I ended up selling, yes. one of, I sold my car, took that money, got what I needed just to start off. Did a little web page on um, mm-hmm. Wix, it was free at the time, and mm-hmm. it took off like wildfire. Then, after that, I'm here in Atlanta. Working on going to Florida, so Detroit, mm-hmm. Alumzoo. So yeah, it's been it's been a journey. It's not easy being an Group. It's not easy. It's not for the weak. Um, it it, it gets challenging. So you know, mm-hmm. but just thank God that I'm still here, still pushing, and still mm-hmm. able to you know provide for my family and to be able to service the needs of you know my customers and their you know their parents and the kids and everybody happy and you know just to bring something different to the table. Yep,
0: That's excellent. That's excellent. Now tell us a bit about your, um, since we are talking about this month about um, African-American males and highlighting Mm -hmm. some of the things that they've gone through in their lives and what brought them and made them into the man that they are tonight on the screen. So if we go back to your childhood and all, and we talk a bit about what life, was like coming up as a kid and you and we've talked a little bit about you and I we have known yes, each other for yes. some some years now we talked about a little about the trauma that you experienced yeah. yourself and um and I want to put it out for the audience now as we share this evening <clears> if there's something that might trigger you as you're listening if you find yourself in a traumatic event or you have come through a traumatic event and you have are triggered by this yes, I want you to reach out and talk to someone if you are yes. have a therapist reach out and talk to your therapist if you are a person of faith reach out and talk to your pastor or yes. just don't sit there in it and ha- cause it to cause it to uh, go into some type of They'll crisis happen, for yes. you mm-hmm. that's right so we want to be safe around that this is a safe space but we know that things sometimes can trigger people Triggers
1: are, triggers are real. Yes.
0: Yes. And we both are master's level social work clinicians here. And we definitely know, yes, we know the story. We're not just talking it. We walk
1: in it. Yes. So just to lead off into that, like she said, we know the story. We're not just walking it. We're talking it. So seeing both going, seeing it on both sides now, I truly understand what life is like, you know, for, other kids coming up in the situation that I came up in. So I saw from the street side and the book side. So I got the professional part of it, street part of it. So bringing them two together, I got a whole different take, whole different take of skills unique to be able to tailor to each kid or each individual need to be able to support that student or that kid or a team to be successful in life or whatever they want to do so i just got i got a whole different lens so somebody who lived it Mm -hmm. and got the book side of it is a a triple threat in itself so that's just something to reckon with right there so um just to go back as far as i can remember um growing up in inner city of detroit um um trauma was at the all-time high dysfunctional home was at the all-time high so um, growing up in inner city in, the, in in Detroit in the you know early 90s, um the 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 crack pandemic was huge. So um I remember my mom being on drugs and not being around a lot. Um bless her heart. She um ended up overcoming that um and was clean for like 25 years and ended up passing away from cancer. Um so that's why I got this pendant on. But um coming up, she was on was she was sorry. on. Yeah. I'm yep, sorry. Was-
0: I'm so sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah. So she was on drugs. So just coming up in that era and seeing the things that I had to encounter that a kid shouldn't have been able to see, um, you know, I lost my dad at an early age, at the age of like five or six, I believe I was. Um, mm-hmm. So just seeing things and hearing things, um, you know, her fighting people, uh, witnessing stuff, and my brother and sister them getting in fights and doing things in the street and I'm being around that, you know, stealing from the store to be able to eat um stuff like that and just 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 the whole nine yards you know getting up some days and people weren't even at home and you're getting up walking 10 12 blocks of school and you think it's seven in the morning or eight in the morning and it's three in the morning because you five or six and you don't right. understand the concept of time you know you thinking you get to school you think you're there on time and actually you're four hour three hours early you oh know so it's Saturday is it Sunday but it's Friday and it's three in the morning and school ain't even thought about opening it up yet. Everybody's still yeah, asleep my, Right. You know? right, so right. Uh-huh. That that that's trauma. At yes, all time is. high. So, mm-hmm. and just overcoming that, um, my grandma bless her heart. She ended up taking us in, you know, after my mom, you know, was working on getting herself together, and that's kind of when the turning point happened. Um, mm-hmm. you know, older, um, Church-based, you know, we went to church every day. Vacation Bible School, Sunday school, and she started to install them goals and that that getting that structure back, um, getting mm-hmm. us back together with school, and just just that love and nurturing, that structure part, and bringing that all back together. So it was five of us all together. Um, my older sister was kind of older, so she kind of went out. So it was my my twin brother, and my and my oldest brother, and my youngest sister. So we we kind of got that village take there. Um, mm-hmm. You know when, when she came around but um just overall the, the the negativity of the environment the environment is is the negative environment is powerful and yes you can overcome it because I did but um I had to go through the struggle I went through it so just being in a negative environment um and the things you see here and, and endure um is it's 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 tremendous so um as far as as far as just the childhood part, um, you know, it was a lot of ups and downs here and there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, um, but like I said, I overcame it and, you know, pushed through. Um, So I don't know if you want me to jump further into, you want me to go? Yes.
0: Yes. And I I would like to, once again, for those people that have just joining us, I want to go through and read some of the bio again to set a platform. I see that we've got several people that have just came in. So I wanna go ahead and do my due diligence and read that bio is excellent. So with us, we're gonna take time out and do once again for the audience that have just joined us. I want to share once again, the bio of Mr. Devante Taylor, my special guest tonight. He is an alumnus of Western Michigan University. He has earned a master's of social work degree and a bachelor's of business and management degree from Western both of our alumni, uh, both of the schools that I attended some years ago, and he attended. Mr. Taylor currently is the owner of Classy Kids Entertainment. The company is based in Atlanta and Kalamazoo, Michigan, where it started. Mr. Taylor, as he stated, he grew up on the west side of Detroit and graduated from Cass Tech High School in 2005. He and his wife are the proud parents of a blended family of children ranging from the ages of two all the way into the teenage years. And we, thank, we are so thankful that he's here with us tonight. We wanted to make sure that you are aware that sitting in front of you is a person that has been able to overcome life's hardships when the statistics said no the Lord said yes. And so that's why I wanted him to come Amen. on and share his story of victory of, of a Black man being able to go against the odds. His company, Classy Kids Entertainment, is one of the leading party planners in West Michigan and now in the greater part of Atlanta, Georgia, and also soon to be in Florida. Um, Mr. Taylor's company, is a party planning service for kids, and it offers events for church events, for school events, um, companies, you name it. This company has a very fresh approach to parties, the industry. They meet their customers in a unique way. They specialize in the customer's physical, emotional, and developmental needs. That is something to be proud of. And I just want to, before I bring Mr. Devante back on again, I want to point out that he was able to overcome these obstacles in life because of a solid educational background. He learned how to invest in himself. He learned how to look past things that were wanting to pull him in really quick, such as selling drugs or or getting high or having a trail of kids. He delayed those things and invested in himself. He learned how to accept the mentorships of others around him. And then he gave back by mentoring other people. He has an entrepreneur spirit. He is an overcomer. And I am so thankful that he has been able to take what man said that would not be possible and turn it around into something that is very productive and it took a lot of hard work and it's still taking hard work, but hard work is where it pays off at. But I believe any anything that comes too easy to you actually leaves out of your hand easy as well.
1: Really fast.
0: Yes, it, yes, it does. And so, and when you talked a little bit about the trauma as a kid growing up, there are some men that are sitting and listening to this now that experienced trauma growing up but they didn't, they didn't come out to be the man that you are. They actually, actually were actually swallowed up by all those negative circumstances. They Mm. weren't able to get beyond that. So what was the key that brought you out of that trauma and made you want to go ahead and see the larger scale of life?
1: So with me, um, I actually been working and studying this, um, for me, it was an environment change, changing my surroundings, changing my environment. Um, you are who you hang around. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you, we hear a lot of people saying it from T.D. Jakes all the way down to Eric Thomas. I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, um, and we hear that a lot. You are who you hang around. You can tell who pe- are, people are or your friends, the company you keep. So I just changed my um, environment. Um, hmm going two hours away, being on Western Michigan campus due to uh, a positive role model, my brother, uh, my mm-hmm. oldest brother, he ended up breaking that generational curse. First mm-hmm. ever who to go to college, graduate. Mm-hmm. So he set that foundation. Mm-hmm. Did leave. So we got a little wild, me and my brother, because he went off to college. But mm-hmm. like he said, he got himself together. He came back. That's where that positive role model come in at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so he came, pulled us out, and I was down there acting the fool. I was acting okay. the fool.
2: Okay. So, yeah.
1: So he pulled us out, um, just breaking that generational curse. Mm-hmm. So he took the lead um, to mm-hmm. doing something different. Um, first in the family ever in the family to graduate, where he started motivating other people throughout the family to do stuff. So um, mm-hmm. I was the second person um, to follow my my oldest auntie. She ended up graduating. So it's just us three, unfortunately. Um, but... Um, that's where we started that line with our kids, um, mm-hmm. you know, and keep it going. But yeah, that positive role model. Um, so he put me up to Western. I was around two hours away outside of Detroit around a positive group on a positive mm-hmm. campus. Um, and I never thought about having a bachelor's degree, never thought about starting mm-hmm. a business. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, obviously people was giving me drugs to sell. I was selling weed. I was getting the shootouts, um, doing this, doing that. So the whole mm-hmm. nine yards, But that's what the environment had to offer. So we didn't have no positive role model. We saw the neighborhood drug that was riding around in the businesses and that's what we wanted to do. So we didn't have, you know, so once I got on Western campus, I started to see different things and meet different people and just start to hear people want to be something in life other than doing this or doing the negative things. So people talk about being doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs. So if you're around these types of people, you know, uh, they're going to rub off on you after a while. Like if I'm sitting in the neighborhood Mm -hmm in detroit after a while you know and there's people who's in there in the inner city who came out um and, and doing awesome you know right. but for me and my mindset and my family how we work i had to get up out of there that's the <laughs> only way i was going if i was going to look in the back um me being 35 now looking back um i done buried 14 childhood friends and two nephews. Oh my. Oh so my. you can just imagine what that have the, the impact. So it's over 30% of my childhood friends, 40% really, we could say childhood friends, and two of them being my nephews, my sister's mm-hmm. oldest ones, one at 15, one at 21. Um oh my. so just 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 looking back on that, just to give you a picture of what we was dealing with, what I was dealing with. And what mm-hmm. they dealt with, um, mm-hmm. so um, social media and these rappers' influence it at all time high. Um, mm-hmm. So what, like I said, so me just being on a positive campus, getting around people who, you know, I'm sitting in the gym. I'm the only one in the gym, and I got three or four of my friends getting up going to class, and I'm like, I ain't going mm-hmm. to class. And they're like, Well, what you about to do sitting here and like you play basketball all day? You might as well come, or are we going to our party. And that day, the next morning. Mm-hmm. Six people knocking on your door, and we're going to get three more other people because we got to make it the class and do a study group. Mm-hmm. Back at home, we have been just sitting. There ain't no coming. <laughs> hey, we, I know we went out last night, but it's time to do this. We about to do a study group. So just being around a positive group of people to push mm-hmm. you to do better. So um that's when I started getting the thought, like, okay, I can start. I can do the school thing. You know, oh, uh, this ain't for. I was always smart. Like I graduated from one of the top elite schools in Detroit, Castet. So it's like a yes. college prep school. Um, so I was always mm-hmm. had the, the I was always book smart um just being in the environment. You know, you got a lot mm-hmm. of people who talented who's in a negative environment. You got a lot of geniuses mm-hmm. talented but in that negative environment who's who can mm-hmm. be doctors, who can be lawyers, but just need that extra push to be able to be right. who they are. So, like I said, just being around a, a group of positive people um just took me just changed my whole perspective on life. So doors start opening cool. up, and I just start doing all type of you know, things. And, you know, I got one degree, I got associates. I started at Kalamazoo KVCC first, got mm-hmm. two associates and it just felt good, you know, and I just kept oh, on working, you know, and, 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 and strive to just continue to be great. So that's all. Mm-hmm.
0: That's excellent. That is just excellent. And at the same time, let's um want to clarify a little bit. When you said that those 14 people, that from childhood and two being your nephews that you bury, I uh, want the audience to know that some of those people that might be listening that don't understand when we talk about burying people young, we're not talking about burying them because they died naturally. We're talking about burying them because of some mm-hmm. type of Trump. Yes, gang violence that was happening and that is still happening in our urban areas and all. And so we want to make sure that, you know, that it is an it can be considered an epidemic in some of your inner cities for black males. Yes. Yes. And all. And it is really quite, quite a shame that it goes that way. And sometimes it can be looked at as being systemic. Why do I say systemic? Because there are things that are built into the system to actually be there for certain people to fail It's set up that way and all. And you've got to be able to know how to get around that. And sometimes it does take a mentor or someone seeing someone else do it to pull you out of that. Mm -hmm. And I thank God for your brother. That was the first one to do that. Now tell us a little bit about when you and I spoke about when you were in college and your college roommate's dad he was some somebody that encouraged you as well.
1: Yeah. So, going. growing up, um, you know, I never left really Detroit. Never had the opportunity to leave Detroit. Um, that's all I knew. Like our family didn't have a lot of money to take us on these trips <laughs> or do these vacations or Disney. I didn't know none of that. I didn't do none of that. Okay. Uh, okay. We was we we was happy going to Texas Roadhouse on a on a on a Sunday okay. after church or something but um Mm -hmm. i had a roommate um coming up it was like three it was like three of us um and the dad said if you pass this next test um i'm gonna fly y'all to miami Mm -hmm. now i'm like miami i hear about it all the time on tv so it was his dad he was a surgeon and i'm like a surgeon you know he had money and was telling me what he he do the stints and stuff for people hearts and all that um so i end up it was a um a law exam a for law so i end up getting a 70.3 oh and, right. um, yeah 70.3 um and my roommates they all passed it i think he got one got an 84 another one got like a 92. so he ended up sending us down to miami so First time, I'm like, what? I, I didn't know. He called like, hey, yeah, we sent you down. So going down there, yeah. um, them having a beach house, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just opened up my eyes. Like, just mm-hmm. get beach, just like another environment. Just <laughs> leaving out. And I said, people really live like this. They had their own beach house. All this is out of cars. And they were just telling us, you know, y'all can do this. They knew, knew him at restaurants, my roommate. It's on the house. They asked him where his dad at. And I'm like, wow. Like, and that just really took me, like people really live like this. I can too, you That's know? Right. Um, That's right. So, and that just opened up my eyes and I just took off, just gave me more mm-hmm. fuel that fired that exposure piece. It's huge for our youth, especially inner city kids. That exposure piece is huge. Mm-hmm. Youth, um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. piece is huge. So um, when I had my son, um, I was big on the exposure piece. Like we went to Disney probably seven different times um, Florida. We was down to Florida. We was in Miami. I took him to Miami. I think okay. he was probably about four. Like, we went just oh to we Miami. So we just, you know, we did all of the the father son trips. We did all the the Mall of America, um, the mm-hmm. Michigan Adventures. We did the Cedar Point. We did SeaWorld. We did L.A. I took him to Vegas. Like, oh my! So just the <laughs> exposure piece, just to open up his mind and say. It's a lot more to life than this. You know, we stayed in the suburbs of Portage off 12th Street. So, you know, he was always just out the way. So he wouldn't be able to experience what I went through. Um, Just trying to shield our kids the best we can and, you know, prepare them for the world. So the exposure piece is huge. The exposure piece. So me getting Mm -hmm. that exposure, going to Miami, seeing different things, people living like this, opened up my Mm -hmm. eyes where, you know, me coming from a family where houses, two bedrooms and, you know, apartments and projects where I know a lot of family mm-hmm. members stay where now I'm in a half in a lot of house with pool, outside mm-hmm. kitchens and you know, six bedrooms, huge front yard, you know, two-car garage, wraparound drive. Like I never imagined me being, you know, that far. And that's just, you know, and I'm I'm young still. I'm 35. And, so and it's so, like, you know, yeah.
0: Yes. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but I don't want to miss this point. You told me, and I know it already that you didn't you didn't earn that in the illegal way mm. you tell us you didn't or he yeah, didn't earn yeah, it by selling drugs and gang banging and all of that and cutting corners and getting all in the gray area
1: yeah you so earned it started, it, how,
0: how it's, did it's, you earn it?
1: it we are working yeah it was times i worked two jobs <laughs> um but it started off like that but it didn't end like that it started off with the gang banging the drugs the you know and the whole night. unfortunately I've been shot before you know so it started off that way but it was all mm-hmm. eye openers um you know where th- that wasn't the way to go so That's thank true. God that I didn't end up you know one of them you know like one of my friends Lord my nephew Lord bless their hearts like it was it was sad but thank God I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not in that position you know i never okay. been in jail um, never mm-hmm. been a pair of handcuffs so I don't know, like I've never been to prison. I got probably parking tickets. So I made it out, you know, scot-free. Yes. So, you know, so that's, that's, that's yeah, yeah.
0: And I would like to say, and I really believe this, that the Lord had his hand on your life.
1: Amen. Yes. Trust me, he yes. did. Yes, he, he did. He did. He did. He did.
0: I, no, we like don't, said, we yeah, don't recognize that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't recognize that when it's happening. You know, yes. there's. you may be familiar with this poem, Footprints in the Sand. And it talks about how when we're walking through the sand, there are times that we get so tired, we want to give up and we just want to fall out and faint. We're just so tired of life and all the stress. But and, and, something happens that's carrying us yep. and that's the Lord carrying us at those times that we don't even realize it. We and, don't realize that he's with us and he had a plan for your life. And it in was life, this.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. In life still throwing obstacles at me, But like you said, stay prayed up stay focused we still as adults we never gonna not deal with life That's right. Mm-hmm. life throws you know boomerangs at us Those stones mm-hmm. sticks whatever you can come up with yes. that's life for you so at the, like I'm dealing with things you know I might deal with things three years from now I'm dealing with things from last week I'm dealing with so mm-hmm. tomorrow never know so at the end of the day mm-hmm. like you said it was never guy intuition like I never had right. got that mindset Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I never got into the drinking. I've never been drunk or high a day in my life. I don't know. I never did. I never liked the tattoos. I just didn't get into it. You know, like, I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. Not Like, I just never got into it. So like you said, it it probably was that person where it can be like, hey, you know, this is a role model who this, this, and this, and this, who did go through this, who been in it, who was gangbanging but look at him now, Mm -hmm. he's been Mm -hmm. shot, he lost friends. So I think it was just like, I can tell my story to help somebody else. So like me, um, Sonia Bernard, uh, I know you know her, like we, the book is long overdue, where we're working on, don't become a product of your environment, you know, overcome Mm -hmm. obstacles. So um, Mm -hmm. yes, that's something we need to continue to work on to push that so I can get the story out there like you said, to help other people to understand, mm-hmm. you know, not to give up. Like, you know, it is a like at the end of the tunnel. But without a mentor, I would never knew this was possible. Without a, somebody else stepping up and, and, and taking lead, none of this would mm-hmm. never have been possible. You know, and I know people, you know, my brethren have reached out to people and I have to pull them up to try to do something different. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, you know, people got different takes and different. You know, understanding on life, and like you said previously, some people take this path, and some people get swallowed up in it. So you right. know, it's all at the end of the day what you want to do. But I, like this mm-hmm. right here, this podcast you do every Tuesday is amazing. Where it gets that message out so people can understand that other mm-hmm. people deal with stuff like this, and maybe it's not too late for you. You know, to turn it around and to push forward and and and, and be whatever you want to be. To put you know, just gotta put your mind to and keep pushing forward, um, and stay prayed up, um, that's the key yeah, um, yeah God is real um, and like you said you need to seek him out um, like Doc said, anything that you feel like you're dealing with, reach out, talking is good, that's the best way that's the best therapy mm-hmm. um, I right. been coming up um, I had to do therapy, even just dealing with stuff from childhood like mm-hmm. we got childhood trauma, I did a whole 15 page paper on mm-hmm. this. Like you know, trauma does follow us into mm-hmm. adulthood where we're not able yes. Yes, to it perform does. for our wives, for our kids, uh, for others, or right. do that that beacon or role model for others because we are dealing with insecurities or um different obstacles from our childhood where we're shielding ourselves right. um and not giving all of ourselves. So yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I that I hear you say that you did uh therapy. And the reason I'm saying yeah. that is because so many people under the sound of our voices, especially black and brown people and, and black men yeah. in particular, are against uh, therapy. They think that that's only for people that are that are um, uh, crazy. Them. And yeah. I don't use those words. That's another word I even like using. But um, you say you were one of them. So tell me a little bit about I was one, about, of, them. I was one that. of
1: them and uh, I was one of them because we heard it coming up. Like you said, uh-huh. we all heard it. Um, these yeah. people don't care about you, or this Caucasian or white person don't care about you. They don't want to see you be successful. We heard the whole right. thing, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, of, or even like ain't nothing wrong with you. You need to go to the doctor. Um, I know right. a remedy for that. Yeah. I know this. So yeah. it's, it goes back to where we're not even taking care of our physical health. You think, yeah. and let yeah. alone our mental health. So, right, um, right. and like you said, it goes back to that, but. Once I got in school and started researching and seeing and understanding where we're doing mm-hmm. case studies, where real life people are doing case studies and case notes. And they got case notes that go back from 1989, where this situation happened to now a kid who's eating this and dealing with this, who we got. It's a whole different. It's, it's, it's studies. So I started to right. see, hey, mm-hmm. this is real. And this is mental health is is real. It's
2: real. So that's when mm-hmm. I took
1: a series and I started saying, hey, this is why I'm doing this. So I had to self-reflect and understand of how I was moving due to past experience from my mom not being around, you know, losing my dad at six, you know, so that rate in itself, you losing 14 friends, two of them being my nephews. Like I had to sit and watch my sister deal with this. That was tremendous, Mm -hmm. you know, where one of them was up here in Mm -hmm. Kalamazoo trying to do different, staying with me. Had them going to Central because somebody pulled me out. So i was trying and it just you know and the devil yeah. constantly was busy and mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just it's just sad so yes trauma. yes
0: it is yes. very so, tra- very traumatic but i want you to audience. know that you and the audience to know that i you know i have a, a therapist when my husband yeah. passed really quickly, and the kids and i went first started grief counseling in kalamazoo before we moved to raleigh but when i moved to raleigh reached out and got a therapist so that I could process some of the things that I was going through and all. And it's very, very helpful. Very yeah. helpful. Doesn't mean that you're crazy. Doesn't mean that you're weak. Doesn't mean that you're not a strong Christian or a strong woman or any of those things. It means you are a strong person. It if you reach out and get yeah. the help that you need yeah. and all. We are both um, master's level clinicians, and we're telling you to get the help that you need. And I want to encourage the men to get the help that you need. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're strong and you'll be a better person because those things will bleed over to your family. They'll bleed over into your work. They'll bleed over into all types of relationships. And it also can result in premature death because you'll be so stressed, anxiety, Mm -hmm. and all of that. Can get into you as black people, we carry our stress and our anxiety and all that inside of our bodies. Yep. Especially to black men, black yep. men.
1: And to touch on that real quick, Doc, before you know, we get too far in depth. Like you said, black men, we are so prideful. And we know to touch bases real quick on back. We heard coming up. You shouldn't cry, you shouldn't be emotional. We Heard that. Oh, you better not cry or go back out there and be a boy or be a man. That is all not true. It's okay to be emotional, it's okay to be emotional, intelligent, it's okay to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, let the pride go. Mm-hmm. You your, your your manhood will not be stripped away from you. Talk, communicate, express yourself. Don't bow it up because, like you said, that'd be a ticking time bomb. Um, yep. process. Processing our emotions, especially doing the you know, do do the things that we're not dealing with from past events, past relationship, past problems, um, mm-hmm. health-wise, um talk to somebody. Like please don't, don't, don't that manhood part. I was there before that pride that oh, you shouldn't cry in front of nobody. That is all BS. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it firsthand
0: talk mm-hmm. like she said,
1: stress is that the stress can kill you um, yes you up there trying to be superman that mm-hmm. is a made-up comic book character right you 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 have to take self-care is real and you have yep. to be able to sit down and process and go through things and, and, and make a plan and, yeah. and, and and go set and knock them down one thing at a time and if you stumble mm-hmm. express if you got a wife, if you got a girlfriend, if you talk to somebody and let them know, find you a mentor. Hey, this happened. This ain't going right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford this. I might have to move back here. I don't want nobody thinking I'm broke or I don't want nobody thinking I'm this. It's right. okay. Because now, yeah. now you know what you got to do. You go even harder. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I did it. I okay. done sold cars and sold this and sold that because I saw a bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. I'm right now thinking I'm about to sell this and this because I got to get to Florida. I got mm-hmm. all these locked down, but let me sell this. Let me sell that so
0: mm-hmm. I can get
1: down here. It's all year round where mm-hmm. I'm at in Michigan, not all year round. So I'm losing money six, seven months out of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. So, okay,
1: let me sacrifice this and this and this. Because In two years, I can get four of those now. So right, right. everybody not thinking like that. So now I think like that. Now I understand mm-hmm. and see that. So mm-hmm. the pride part. So think, process, talk, communicate, mm-hmm. open up. Um, and right. it, it, you it, it, you'll feel so much better and it'll take you so far in life
0: that's right in the chaos there's so much yep. noise that goes on in our, our minds the yep. noise will quiet down we can't think about the things that you're talking about those larger thoughts if you have so much noise racing around yep. in your head to the point where you're all clogged up and you yep. just like a smoke-filled room you can't see your way clear you can't get any positive thoughts in you and higher, higher thinking right. in if you all. And then we try to self-medicate, you know, and cover those things up.
2: Do drugs and that—that that is I not do. the answer.
0: To me. Mm-hmm. No. Drugs, drinking, and being hypersexual, having no. all these different women and all that, and lying and cheating and all that—that that leads no. to an early death. The wages of sin is death. It no. is. That there are wages that we earn through working, and there mm-hmm. are wages that we earn through life mm-hmm. choices. And if you make bad choices, oftentimes it's going to end up that way, unless you find a way to turn it around. And there are prop- there are opportunities to turn things around. And we're looking at. At an opportunity right now with Mr. Taylor, how the, how you were able to turn things around. But like you said, it was environmental. It was a positive environment that you came through that resulted in your being able to make some better choices and all. So, the,
1: no. so and really uh, quick, um, for the people watching, that, that positive environment, mm-hmm. um, I've been touching, I've been working, I've been studying, just environments. Um, I don't watch kids. I don't witness it firsthand. Kids growing up in a positive environment, loving home. My parents somehow have, have, took the trips. They taught them how to ride a bike. They cooking for them every day. And I saw them go to a negative environment and it changed their whole perspective on life. So it worked both ways. And I don't witness it where they went from being an architect and want to be a doctor. So now they want to be rappers and basketball players. So I don't watch it firsthand on, from both lenses destroy somebody who would have loved what me. I would have loved to have had that coming up. And you had that and you would rather sacrifice it because I feel like that's what social media, that's what rappers, that's what TV shows are portraying. Um, They're coming out with all these sitcoms of drug dealers, um, Big Meats and Rick Ross and Larry Hoover and, Pablo Escobar and it's, it looks fun. It looks nice. It looks easy, but that's no way to live. Like no way to live. Yeah. And I understand right. where it's, it's no way to live. Like it's times where <clears throat> I couldn't come out the house without a gun because there was so many people looking for me or mm-hmm. I couldn't go certain places because it's still to this day, it's still to this day. I can't pull up in Detroit without calling my ex friends to check in because I don't know who they into it with. And I used to be with them. That don't change because you're 35. That don't change because you're 40. Some people still in their mindset. And this was when I was 15, 16, 17, Mm -hmm. 12, 11, 12, 13, 14. That was back, I can't go certain places because they until with them on six mile or they until with them on seven mile. And I got a twin brother. So mm-hmm. I really can't go. So I gotta move still. <laughs> I can't even go down there and move to go see certain people because I don't know who's gonna be shooting at me because of well, oh my. my 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 the the neighborhood I was from what they still into and I'm still attached to it because it's a faith. Mm-hmm. Oh my, my. face attached to it. I ain't been there. Mm-hmm. I know people that went back home and got killed because of some stuff that happened when they was 13. My, my still in that mindset where they didn't saw them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you used to beat me every day in school. And they was mm-hmm. in middle school and they used to jump them every day. And he said, mm-hmm. remember me? Yeah. And he's still dealing with stuff, still dealing with no. the way of the world and shot and killed them. You wow. Know, he, family and doctor's program at Western and everything. Like, it's crazy. I mean, you probably heard about it because you probably was on campus around that time. But, yeah, it was yes. crazy.
0: Yes, so, that's and too that's bad.
1: Right. And, it, so, and that's sad. We got to think that deep where I got to think that deep before I go home to visit my auntie or anybody. I got to move a certain way.
0: Why even yes. go there? And,
1: that's, that's that's, right. no. yeah.
0: and, and, and take a risk of actually losing your life over some foolishness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, yep. you don't do that. Now, I have on the screen here that 42% of children today grow up in America without a father in the home. And almost seventy percent of the kids that are not are not emotionally connected to their father, if he even is in the home. So that's tragic. Forty-two percent. Now these stats actually are actually for like your middle class Mm -hmm. um, people that they actually pulled. They don't really take into account the stats that are for black and brown people. Imagine those stats would be even higher. If I would have pulled that with people not mm-hmm. in the home. And then if your dad is there, he may be a person that just isn't emotionally attached to you. You know, he might work, work really hard, but come home and just go in his room and watch TV or going somewhere and mm-hmm. laying down and resting and then get back up, going to work again and not even saying barely saying hello when he comes in mm-hmm. the house, get his dinner and go somewhere and sit down. And they're not attached that way. So, what do you think that does to a young boy that's coming up in today's world? Oh, that's
1: easily, easily. He starts to look for that love or that support from different people. Sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative, depending on that, that environment, depending on where he's at. So he started to look for that 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 attention, and that support especially mm-hmm. getting in the teen years, you know, they started to yes. wonder and want to find that So he started looking for that love different ways. Like I understand I used to be, felt like it was a brotherhood. There's 14 of us standing out on the corner all day mm-hmm. doing nothing for eight, nine, ten hours just out there doing nothing. But I feel like, mm-hmm. Oh, he got me He for me. We've, we got this. Then somebody bright idea. Like, oh, Mr. Jones, he be leaving out late night at this corner store down there he'd be having that bag i know the money in there and that's where it, you so he started looking at it for other ways and you know other places and you don't want it to be negative if it's positive that's a plus but um okay. they will outsource and start wanna you know start to find itself and develop that manhood that you know that understanding where as a father if you active you can kind of steer that but at the end of the day they got their own mind um they own take on life so um mm-hmm. but father the father part is really important um it's, it's really important for you for young men and women and young girls to um to mm-hmm. play that 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 father part so like I said be active be on it um uh, communicate um uh, some have got different situations um mm-hmm. than others so I understand From that lens, you know, being in a blended family, um, Mm -hmm. I understand from both lenses of how that work, with Mm -hmm. parents not being around, parents being around, you know, some parents, you know, locked up, some parents just not active at all. So I understand, Mm -hmm. you know, being, um, seeing blended families, being in a blended family, understanding, Mm -hmm. you know, the role of a father. Um, And a father um, that don't, that can be anyone. You know, like, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Um when my mom came back into our lives, um, she was married, and that was a you know, great, wonderful person. Um, his name was Mike, and he was there, been there day one. I mean, been been there ever since. Like mm-hmm. he still called, we check on him, we we communicate. Um, so like you said, that's another, you know, one my biological father, but was mm-hmm. a father figure. That was a you yes. know, that, that's that's dad. So um, when we say fatherhood, um, it don't got to be your biological dad. So right. that can be whoever stepped up to that plate to mm-hmm. take it in. And I know you said, you know, dad coming home. That can be me coming home. I got blended kids here. I got stepkids where I'm coming home, and it can be. It goes for me too. It don't got to be a biological dad. If I'm not mm-hmm. interacting, or I'm not, hey, what's the, hey, how was school today? You did what? You got a D? Oh, up, give me this game. That's that. That speaks volume to some, he cares, yes. right? I right, mean, yeah, but right. literally, he cares, he sees me, right? Right, that right there, and that mm-hmm. takes two minutes. If that, that's right, you gotta think, give me this game, think, you go in there act the fashion and stuff. He might be, oh man, either I gotta straighten up, or I'm gonna just keep messing up. And I, have. but that right there, see that I say, somebody care about me, somebody love me, right. They probably exactly. can't see it, but it's going to resonate down the line. And that's what mm-hmm. the development part come in at. That's where mm-hmm. the you interacting with them, you doing your part as a father figure or a biological dad, stepdad plays that role where these young boys grow up to be men where they won't right. have to go through the things I went through or go mm-hmm. through the things certain other people go through because we're doing it the right way. Not by the book, mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. book, however we want to do it, but doing it the right way where we're engaging we're understanding and we don't speak and we don't talk enough and love the importance of each other enough to be able to come together, um, and discuss these things with men or women. So I just want to give a huge shout out to doc right now, um, for being able to be that, that beacon for us to be able to get it out to the world. Um, and like, I know we talked before, she said it stays on there for years and years to come. So y'all can always look back on different things, be like hey doc talked about this let me pull this podcast up hey i know a young Mm -hmm. man dante just talked about this dante was talking about this with dr robinson three years ago about let's go pull this up and see what this about so i just want to say you know big shout out to you taking the time out because you're passionate about you know what you do and 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 being that beacon for us and everybody on the live and everybody around the world to, you know, to be informative, like you just put up some facts. I didn't know that. And I'm mm-hmm. a social worker. But I never took the time to sit back and to pull it, you know. Right, right. You know, right. men lie, women lie, but them stats and numbers mm-hmm. don't. You know, that's you can right. Play with it all <laughs> you want, but <laughs> I mean, if I buried 14 yeah. friends, I buried 14 friends. There's not that's no, facts. I can't that's- say, oh, I brought three back mm-hmm. to life. I'm not God. So that's a number. Right. Exactly.
0: Though That's so, a facts. and yeah. um, But I wanted to ask you a little bit about your fatherhood story. You told me that your dad passed away when you were six, you said? about
1: five, six, yep.
0: About six. But can you tell me about your fatherhood story in terms of what you remember about your biological dad? And then what men would you consider? I know you said your dad, that your mom married Mr. Mike years down the line. But throughout your life, think back when you were a little boy, coming on all the way up to the manhood at 35.
1: Oh, man. When
0: you think about that, (laughs) What what
1: men actually shape your life? Man, so my dad was amazing. I mean, as far as I can remember, that that was who was there 100% of the time. Um, mm-hmm. He had us attached to his hip. Like, mm-hmm. I remember he was a, back in the day. I don't know how old people is on here. He was a jitney. I don't know if you guys know what a jitney is, but it's really no. quick. A jitney is a person who, Goes up to the supermarket and people who walk from, you know, home to the market, he'd give them a ride, put their groceries in the oh. car and he would drop them off. Um, it was like a cab before a cab. Okay. Um, but he said supermarkets and a lot of people would come up, Instead, you paying the cab fare, he'll drop you off. And, you know, you pay half the price. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was his hustle. It was just in them, you know, he was retired okay. from Ford at the time um, and you know to put it out there my it was a lot older than my mom like i think she was like 23 and he was like 62 or something like he passed away when we was like i think he was like 72 and we was like five so you just do the math there just to think about it so he ended up having a stroke um a year before that he was in he had a, a stroke another heart a stroke too and he was in a wheelchair. So we was helping them get around and stuff, me and my twin brother. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, as far as that, he was awesome. He was there, he cooked for us. I remember his good cooking and everything. Um, mm-hmm. He took us to the park and stuff. We went to Dunkin' Donuts every morning before he dropped us off at school. So okay. them type of things, I mean, he was awesome. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. his day, like getting us big mm-hmm. wheels, putting them together, you know, oh, he was man. a lot older. You know, he had a cane, mm-hmm. he'd go get my cane and you know, um yes, yeah, you know, they call him T Taylor Pimp from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know nothing about that, but they you know was like, he from Chicago? He was from Chicago, oh, yeah. Okay, yep. Chicago, yep. And um okay, like I think it's 20, it's he yeah, had like three different wives, and it's like 21 mm-hmm. of his brothers and sisters. So I got nephews that's 55 right now that you oh, know nice. who's calling me uncle, you know. Wow, so got, I'm 55. Yeah, yeah, they're 55 and I'm 35, and they call me uncle, you know. So, oh you gotta my. think about it. He died when he was 72 and I was five. Yeah, and I, that's 30 years ago. So, you do the mm-hmm. math right there, you know, that's 102. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's so, smart. you can think about his kids already had kids that was 30 mm-hmm. when I was mm-hmm. five. That was, yeah, so yeah. And they called me uncle, and I was like, mm-hmm. and they was like, that's your uncle. I remember, I'm like, six, five, and oh. they like you know, you, I'm uncle. No, you're, I'm like, no, I'm the uncle of you like, right. what? But yeah, were right. coming <laughs> up after that, when I went with my grandma, um, uncle, I had an uncle Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, he, it, like you said, a man just come around to shape me. Um, he taught me how to do the change the tires, cut the grass, um mm-hmm. so my my aunties my uncle was all in one block with my grandma they had like five houses it's like a little hub they had my my grandma and her all three kids stayed on the same block next door to each other so oh, was wow. the guy who bought the block and they end up you know getting four of the houses um renting them out and my grandma ended up buying hers but so it was like a little community so we had that structure you know um my uncle taught me he worked on cars taught me how to cut the grass you know uh, my grandma had us w- turning over flower beds, gardens, um, ironing curtains. So mm-hmm. uh, in that, um, we had another uncle um on my dad's side. He, his name was Slim. He worked on washing machines, he had an appliance company. Um, you know, he did out of his house, he built a little uh a, a, a big storage building. He worked on that. Um so we used to go with him to get make extra money when we was like mm-hmm. eight. So he was teaching right. different types of wrenches and ends so that just built you know character that's right. just built you know stuff in my arsenal my tool belt um right and i think back um then my stepfather mike came around um uh, he's been around going on 25 plus probably now about 20 years now yeah okay. um, he was hard working. um different lens i got my glasses <laughs> i can put on different take <laughs> okay <laughs> different take so he yeah. was white. He was white. So uh-huh. we was all <laughs> looking like girl, you can not wear it <laughs> you know, and so he was white and he came and we was like, What is you doing, girl? But okay, and built a relationship like never before. Um, that's good. You know, I remember I was cutting up, like I said, in school and stuff, and he came one day. They was like, Hey, you know, I was the knucklehead in school, your probation officer here, Dante. And I'm like, huh?
2: I'm like, that's <laughs> that's You're like, no, that ain't i'm like y'all trying to be
1: funny like you know I was, yeah so he shaped yeah. us um mm-hmm. he was hard working had a transportation transportation company um mm-hmm. and he worked for detroit rescue mission where it was like a, a ministry mm-hmm. but like with that right there just shaped me into who i am today mm-hmm. Um, my wife says it today like the washing machine went out i went in there broke it down fixed it with no problem i was oh, doing this nice. stuff at eight um, oh nice Water pump went out on my BMW. I'm sitting out there my uncle taking motors out cars. Uh-huh. You know, at 12, 13, 14, they want $2,600. I changed change the right. BMW. And I got the money to do it, but they talk about three weeks. I'm like, ah, now I got to change it. So <laughs> I'm sitting out there, change, took a whole motor apart, mm-hmm. put the, you know, and put the pump, water pump back in there and everything with no problem. You know, wow. I'm out planted flowers all around the house and you know, edging the grass and going out there, watering it. And, you know, what, what flowers come back every year? What's seasonal, what's, you know, and Mm -hmm. seasonal and lady cross Mm -hmm. street, like, how do you know how to do all this? And I'm like, well, you shouldn't even water your grass until the sun go down. Cause so it won't burn. And, and it's just from all these people shaping me and molding me. And Mm -hmm. you don't get that. That's like one in a lifetime to get somebody. My auntie Mm-hmm. Like you know, to get away from the the you know from the dads you know she was an interior decorator. Uh-huh. I decorated house where you think a woman did it. Like you know, oh, nice. so you know I'm good at decorating. So it just that's good. Just just mm-hmm. you know well rounded. And Like you said, the the role models. Then I you know I had my brother who put me out of Detroit, um, where I started getting a little out of hand, started getting a lot of shootings and started, you know selling drugs and all type of stuff um mm-hmm. i had another person ezra bell he was i don't know if you know yeah. Ezra bell. oh yes, yes. He, was me, tremendous, man. he took me so far it's at, at, mm-hmm. at kbcc when i came in just took me in um mm-hmm. so you know the listing goes on you know they were just mm-hmm. um michael brown pastor michael brown oh um, yes you know mm-hmm. Irvin armstrong went tremendous oh, yes. one of my mm-hmm. go-to mentors at today like Oh, yes. Um, he just stopped by him and his um, wife probably like six months ago, and they came down and visited and stuff. But, like that, mm-hmm. having that type of support system, that type of arsenal, is that's in them that's names true. right there, just, just big. Yes. You know, oh, yes. And, and very well,
0: powerful Christian men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah, So stable in Kalamazoo, yeah. Michigan.
1: Yeah. So, just having that mm-hmm. type of support system where you could call and they had, a, you know, and they had an answer. know a phone call away and they know what you're about and Uh you know they stand behind you and it's just great to have like um that so like you said it's a group of men and it goes far as the eye can see and like you said you never know who you can learn what you can learn from who's gonna rub off on you so yeah
0: that's excellent Devante and I wanted the podcast audience to know as well that when I met you, you were working at Paramount Charter Academy in Kalamazoo, Michigan. That was a long time ago. Yep. <laughs> yes, it's been a, it's been a many, many moons ago, like my mom would say. Yeah. And um, I was looking at you and yeah. also the, your counterparts there that were working. And I said I was so proud to see an African American man yeah. working at the school, and you were pursuing your master's degree at the time. Yeah. And I, it was it was just so touching to see, and you just had so much passion for what you were doing. You really cared about the kids. You yeah. would pull them into your office. Some of them were really like a hot mess. Some of the children yeah. <laughs> and all. the used to be one, fighting so I and, Yeah, you know. fighting the teachers and doing all kind of things. And I was coming in as the contracted therapist and yes. trying to work with them. And, yeah, That's I really awesome. saw your heart. I saw your heart then. And you had so much respect for me. Not yeah. only you, but the others, too. It was yeah. so much respect. And yeah, I, we and just knew I how
1: important you was. was. <laughs> yes, Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. kind of put out them fires, but no, yeah. it was good. The respect that you have for people that are that are older than you or people that are in oh, position yes, for and sure. all. Yes. That that is a tool to put in your toolbox for anyone yeah. that's listening, men listening, even if it's a woman, you need to show respect to that woman. Mm, you know, if she's been been in a really big. if she's in a position of authority and you think, well, man, she should be in a position of authority telling me what to do, I and all. You know, you still have to humble yourselves and follow Mm -hmm. suit because it'll pay off in the long run. It will. It makes for a quality person. I saw the quality person that you were. I never tell you that, but I was like, man, I think I would go home and tell my son about you and my husband, my late husband, about about you all that were at the school. These nice, nice, young African-American men that were driven and doing positive things. And so yes you made an impact you made an impact on on my life you did yeah. you probably, did. You probably didn't know you probably didn't yeah. know that oh,
1: but no, you that's did. a, i appreciate that that's big and like you said the impact you know it's it's big like and a lot of people you say why are you you got the business doing good why are you working and guess what i said and that's from my professor and being around different people another mentor a guy you know one of my professors he started like i was telling my story and he was like you know you got this do it and he will call me we'll talk but another person he said get, he, i said well i ain't about to be working i'm i'm, I'm about to be making money he mm-hmm. said first of all you're passionate about kids your business is kids you can't service kids between eight and three so you're going to be sitting around and you can be at a school working with kids, marketing to kids and i'm like oh that makes sense mentor right there so now i'm marketing to my kids i'm you know, doing what I'm doing, I'm passionate about because I used to be one of these kids, so I want to be able to help them. Now I'm getting mm-hmm. contracts with the school with the business. You know, Paramount won the contracts. Now they ain't called other partner schools. So now I got contracts with you know, um NHA, which is you know, APS, boys and Girl club, the white. Mm-hmm. W- so it's having that's the mindset where, like you said, the mentors come in at like you're gonna sit around and you can be at the school getting two paychecks, like right now. Mm-hmm. I can't, I work with community school, I cannot do a party. I can't send an employee to go do a party because the kids are instructional in instructional learning from eight to three. So why, and I'm young, why not go there? And now guess what? The school, now community schools is cutting me a check to do contract where I can do, I call it the incentive bus. Oh my, you (laughs) you know, so the game bus can pull up. So it's just ways you can take stuff and Just think outside the box, like, don't limit yourself to one thing in the black community. We stay focused, you know, we we focus on one thing and run with it, and we limit ourselves just Uh to one thing, right? Then, another thing with I was just talking to a friend, you know, and they was like, Well, how you go to school and get degrees and still was working and doing your business? How you still working and doing your business? How you get? I, I don't know about going back to school. Listen to me, it took me seven years to get a four year degree. If yo, if you pull up your degree doc from Western, I pull up my degree doc from Western, ain't no date on it. It ain't how long it took me. Yours ain't going to say it took you four years. Mine ain't going to say it took me eight. That's right. Take it one day at a time. Walk it down. Master's program, same way. I took one class at a time and walked it down. And Mm -hmm. you know, time don't wait on nobody. I looked up, I got both degrees now i'm thinking hey i can do my my, my doctorate program doctor. I looked up, mm-hmm. yeah i looked up and it's like well we got like a five-year thing you can do i'm like oh well i only be 40. i'm still That's young right. so That's let me right. go and, and i can walk yeah. it down so don't let nobody just listen up guys mm-hmm. don't let nobody deter you from your dreams like i said going to school they got online courses they got Courses where you got they 30-minute courses, they got certification program, they got Mm -hmm. they got skill trade courses where you can go do welding, you can go do mechanic truck driving where school not for everybody. I understand that, but you got to do a skill trade trade. And with me being on here firsthand, please do something that you gotta use that which you're gonna have to be needed for because these AIs are taking over. That's right. I just went to Walmart Mm -hmm. every yesterday. Out here, I'm in the suburbs in Lawrenceville. The Walmart got you scans that every register is only one live person. Mm-hmm. Everything else, 30 lanes are you scans. It's only one yep. person at number one when that's the, 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 the like a live person. Everything is you scan. Yep. So go on the mm-hmm. skill track where like I don't see no robots building no buildings. I don't see right. no robots painting. <laughs> I don't see no robot like so. Just think about that because we don't say this to each other. Like start mm-hmm. thinking about a skill trade or go back to school and get a profession. That's that's mm-hmm. huge. So yeah,
0: that's right. And you can do it. And I wanted to point out before we close that I looked at the pattern when you talked about your your relatives. Your your grandma planted all those flowers. Your auntie yep. was mm-hmm. your auntie was helping your your that uncle
2: Takes showed
0: you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you caught on to that stuff mm-hmm. as a little boy. And it shaped you to be the man that you are now. It gave you those, that entrepreneurship type of mind that you have. Yep. Those yep. things you didn't realize that were happening at that point. Yep. But I believe those things were building you up for who you are today. So there's nothing wasted. So yep. people that are listening and young boys and fathers that are raising up your kids or someone that's coming up in an environment that may be not as fruitful, don't think that, you know, your back is against the wall. You'll never yep. get out of that. You know that, that, that God says in His Word that all things work together for the good. Everything you're going through is uh, like yep. a circle. It's going to come back around and connect yep. together. Yep. So don't quit and don't give up. And um, also, you talked about the book. Yes, Sonia Bernard Holland. She actually is, is the person that has helped me, the editor, with all three of my all three of my books. She's helped me yep. to yep. Uh, actually get those out for me, as well as person. a set. Yeah. Oh, yes. As her husband has helped with my set of flash, emotional regulation flashcards. That, yep. Just a wonderful person to be working with you on your book. And I heard you say it being going to that doctorate degree. And I want to encourage you on screen. You got to do it, doc. Got to get that doctorate degree. Just cool. pull it down. Like you said, walk it down. Yeah. Take those five yeah. years, six if you need. What? Right. And um, do it. You can. You can do it.
1: Yeah. I see I it on the
0: screen. That. I see myself calling you Doc.
1: You said your nickname was Doc. I can't fight with you on that one, Doc, because I got a Doc in front of me.
0: <laughs> That's right. Doc, Doc. That's right. that, what we're going to yep. be saying on the next podcast, then right? Gonna
1: called, yep, Carlos Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. Yes. Is there anything you want to share with our listening audience before we um, close out the podcast maybe that you didn't have a chance to share?
1: Um, I just want to say, um, stay encouraged, um, stay focused, um, self-educate yourself. If you don't know something, uh, educate yourself on it. Um, don't be scared to, um, you know, go out and do something different. Um, mm-hmm. take a hold to our youth. We are losing our youth at an all time high, um, especially in these inner cities. So just be that role model, that beacon, um, uh, to our youth, like, you know, you, un- you understand what we're dealing with, um, what our youth do to the rap music and, and, and the lack of positive role models. So, you know, you got to come off a little, you know, humble, you know, right. they everything is threatening or they're defensive, this youth, but just take a hold right. of our youth, man. It's like, it's a, it's, a, it's the crisis at all time high with that. Um, and stay encouraged, stay focused, stay on task, um, and be all that you can be, um, and like you said, it's gonna get hard. Um, I hit so many rough patches in my life, I do not even know where to start at. Like, and you know, and it's only you um and guy who can figure it out, you know, that's who you need to um put ahead of your life, then you go from there with your support mm-hmm. system. And people say, I don't got support system, reach out to an outside person, like a therapist. That's a support system. That's Dr. Funny. Robert, that's I don't if you don't know her from Canada, this it's the first time mm-hmm. I'm coming on here. Her information, I'm pretty sure in the link or the bio, you can message her. That's the support mm-hmm. system. So yes, That's,
2: right. that's all, Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where it
1: starts. Me, right. Doc, I appreciate you. Um, you're amazing. Um, she came through me on you know, for numerous occasions. She came through for me. Um, uh, and that's a whole nother story, but yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you, Doc. <laughs> continue to be great, continue to be amazing. Um, this podcast, I love it. I'll be sitting in the bed at three in the morning, going back watching them. <laughs> that's good, that's, good. Yeah. that's what
0: we want yeah. somebody's coming through that night and get some encouragement yeah. Yeah. and all yep yeah. i i highly respect you and appreciate who you the man that yeah. you are and thank you so much for all yeah. that you do and being such a selfless person giving back it's not you know you're making good money but it's not all about the money that's not what it's all no. about for you yeah. Because if it was you would have you would have said okay i'm gonna go ahead and just do this business forget the yeah. other stuff and all of that. And thank right. you for being a father and a wonderful husband and a community member and all that you are and a lover of God first yeah. and foremost. Thank right. you. Thank you, Devontae. And I'm gonna call you Dr. T. Oh, Dr. D like that. right. T Dr. Taylor. That's right. Dr. Taylor, that. that's right. And um, hey, if you need any help with that dissertation or, or the committee or any of that, just reach I out. Got
2: you. I got mm-hmm.
0: you. Just reach out. I'll be able to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, the internet makes things real, you know, we, although we're in different states, but we're both in the South now. Yay, yep. for the South. <laughs> yep, yep. But we're on the internet, so just reach on out and I'll be whatever I can do to help you. I'm here.
2: Got gotcha, you, mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, All thank right. you again. Thanks for joining me. Be sure to watch, like, and subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Describe, subscribe,
1: subscribe, okay. hit the buttons. Click, 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 click.
0: That's right. All right. Well, good night, and thank you again. All right, guys. God bless. The Lotus Flower Podcast, once again, our special guest tonight was Mr. Devante Taylor. Mr. Taylor is the proud owner of Classy Kids Entertainment. It is a company that's based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and, and Kalamazoo, Michigan, started in Kalamazoo, and when he relocated with his wife and family to the greater Atlanta, Georgia area, he was able to start up the company down there, and it's thriving. And he also is working toward moving the company into the Florida area as we speak. Mr. Devante grew up in Detroit, Michigan, graduated from one of the prestigious high schools in the city of Detroit, Michigan, Cast Tech. And from there, he was able to get a scholarship for football and attended Western Michigan University, where he actually earned his associate degree first at a community college, then matriculated to Western Michigan University, where he earned a degree in business management. Then he also pursued his master's in social work degree at Western, graduating from the School of Social Work. He is currently a business owner, as well as an entrepreneur, as well as a community organizing member that helps urban youth. He is driven and motivated. He and his wife are working on their first book, to be released very soon. He's also going to be pursuing his doctorate degree and we are so proud of him. Mr. Taylor is proud to let you know that he came from humble beginnings. He came from beginnings that were meager. He came through hardship, poverty, came through watching his mom being on on drugs, although the Lord bless her soul, She was clean and sober for 20 plus years before she passed of cancer. And we thank and praise the Lord that instilled in him was a village of people around him that poured into his life. And he was pulled out of that impoverished situation into an environment at Western Michigan University where he flourished and became the person that he is today. His company, Classy Kids, has a supported full rating of five out of five stars from service providers. Mr. Taylor knows how to get around negative situations. How does he do that? By taking advantage of a solid educational background, by learning to invest in himself and in others, by actually having mentors in his life, and being a mentor himself. Mr. Taylor does not succumb to micro conceptions and negative beliefs. However, he takes those beliefs and he reframes them into opportunities. I am so happy tonight to let you know that Mr. Devante Taylor is a friend of mine. We were uh, working together at Paramount Chowder Academy in Kalamazoo Michigan some time ago where I was a contracted mental health therapist at the school and he was a behavioral specialist at the time working on his master's degree and actually owning his company at that point that was flourishing at that time and once again we are so happy to have Mr. Devante Taylor as our special guest this evening. Be sure to join us the rest of the month for Meaningful Conversations with Black Men. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time streaming live right here on the Dr. Pamela Robinson Facebook page and on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel. Yes, join us, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. In doing so, each time the episode airs, you will know about it because it will drop right into your inbox. Now, throughout this month, we're also honoring the memory and the legacy of my late husband, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson, Sr., who's resting in the arms of the Lord. We are so thankful for the man of God that he was and for the wonderful husband that he was to me over 11 years, dedicated in the memory of my loving late husband, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson Sr. The Lotus Flower Podcast. Yes, and thank you once again for joining us this evening. As we come into your homes, into your prison cells, into your school rooms, into your nursing home, into your cars, into your workplace, in your bedroom, three in the morning watching or listening, wherever you might find yourself. I am so grateful that you counted it not robbery to join us this evening for the Lotus Flower Podcast. Streaming live once again, on the Dr. Pamela Robinson Facebook page, and on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel, as well as streaming wherever you find your audio podcasts. Remember that there is always hope. Hope. What will you do so the future will be better than the present? Hope. The Lotus Flower Podcast be sure to join us again next Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, I'm going to look forward to seeing you there. Don't just tell me that you're going to join me and then don't do it. Make sure to join me next Tuesday evening for what? The Lotus Flower Podcast as we do what? We talk to African-American men about empowering and impactful stories that will change your life. Thank you so much. I'll look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye-bye for now.